It's time for Blessed to Play on EWTN Radio, uncovering the role that faith plays in the lives of sports professionals from around the country. And now, here's your host, Ron Meyer. Fire score! My guest today has dominated the international racquetball tour for over a decade, including a record 134-match unbeaten streak, which lasted over three years. Kane Wasilunchuk has won 15 U.S. Open Racquetball Championships, uh, Pro Racquetball's most prestigious event. He has dominated his sport as any other individual in professional sports, including the likes of Tiger Woods, Roger Federer. He is so dominant in his sport that he could be called the greatest athlete of our time, but yet... He's the best unknown athlete of our time, and we'll find out why. I'd like to welcome Kane Wasilunchuk to Bless the Play. Kane, it's great to have you on. Hey, thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Now, that wasn't hyperbole in my opening. What you have done in professional racquetball is truly amazing. I mean, you hardly ever lose. But it started off in Canada. Let's go back. And uh, you had the chance, actually, to play professional hockey. You were a highly touted hockey player. But ironically... Uh, you were offered, I think, a sum of $30,000 as a carded athlete to play racquetball at the time. So you went the racquetball route, and there your decision was made. But but talk about uh, your love for hockey growing up in Canada and also that transition going into racquetball. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously, you know, growing up in Canada, and especially Edmonton, Alberta, you know, obviously the whole Wayne Gretzky and the Edmonton Oilers in the, you know, in the, uh, in the mid eighties, late eighties, obviously, um, you know, uh, that was pretty much every kid's dream where I was from to play for the Oilers and play hockey. And so, um, you know, I, I played both periodically. I started playing both when I was, uh, two years old, hockey and racquetball, uh, um, you know, played on hockey teams, also played on junior national teams in racquetball and, and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, my main passion was always really hockey. Uh, you know, I always wanted to, you know, make the NHL and, uh, um, that was a big dream of mine. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I had a couple of opportunities maybe to potentially put further myself in there. At the time, I was probably, um, I don't know, I was probably about 14, 15 years old. Uh, I actually, let me go a step back. Actually, when I was 11 years old, 12 years old, I actually quit racquetball and just played nothing but hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my dad, who had, who got me into, uh, the sport, uh, talked me into, um, playing a tournament with him at just a local tournament. And so we played and we won the doubles tournament and, uh, kind of caught the bug again. And so I started playing with the guys at the club and, and uh, still playing hockey and uh, had a couple of offers for some tryouts. And uh, at that time, I had a U.S. Uh, or sorry, U.S. a Canadian senior national tournament uh, that all the guys at the club put together for me uh, some money and so, so I could go. And uh, I ended up winning uh, and and getting put on the national team. And, uh, you know, the decision at the time, uh, you know, really, really wasn't really that hard I mean you know I mean now looking back on it I kind of at times wish I would have you know pursued hockey a little more but at the time you know my family didn't really have a lot of money and so you know thirty thousand dollars uh for for our family you know um was a big deal and so that kind of swayed my decision to 
you know, just to go with racquetball and, and, uh, and I pursued it. And I mean, I mean, what can I say about it? I mean, uh, you know, did, did I ever, you know, did I ever think I'd be sitting here with the accolades that I have? I, I'd, I'd be lying if I said yes. Um, you know, what, what if, you know, what I've done in racquetball is, you know, I mean, I just, I remember 16, 17 years old thinking to myself, you know what? I wonder how good I am. Like, maybe let's just go try the pro tour. Let's go see, you know, I mean, I, yeah, I want to be the best in the world, but man, I just want to play the best in the world. I just want to see where I fit, you know, and here I am, you know, now, you know, 50, whatever, well, 20, what would it be 22 years later. And it's like, wow, man, 14 world titles, I'm, uh, you know, pretty much, I think the 14th one, uh, I won a, a year after, but I think I have 13 in a row at one point I won. And, and so, um, you know, and to be, you know, kind of, you know, the argument of me being the greatest player ever to play, I think, uh, you know what, I don't think a lot of people don't have a lot of education about racquetball, but uh, I, I don't care what sport you play. If you're considered the greatest of all time, I mean, that's a very, that's very humbling and very flattering for sure. And so, uh you know, I made the right decision. I, you know, I don't, I don't ever beat myself up about it, but, uh, I made the right decision and, uh, you know, racquetball has been, uh, influential in my life and, and, uh, you know, it's just a, uh, it's a great sport and it's unfortunate that a lot more people don't really know about it. Yeah, I never did get the exposure and, of course, the athleticism, the mental part of it, the power, the speed, the agility. Until you see it in person, you really can't understand the level of athleticism that racquetball takes, and it hasn't gotten the exposure. And I just want to give our listeners some reference here, parameters of how uh, Kane, what he's done with his sport. He was undefeated in completed matches between January of 2009 and September of 2013. With his only losses, guess what? Coming from defaults due to injury. So, Kane, you were, you're hogging all the prize money up top when you're winning all these tournaments, and what was your motivation? Was it food on the table? But when you're, when you're winning this much, you have to have a desire, a motivation to keep on doing it. What was it for you? Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, just the constant, you know, the constant fight and, uh, to get better, you know, wanting to get better, um, being able to be your own critic, even though, you know, I mean, you know, we all, you know, when, when you win, it doesn't really seem like you need to go back to the drawing table and really do too much. But, uh, you know, you, you always got to, I mean, I, I would say that it's just not in sports, it's in life in general. We, you always want to constantly evolve. You know, you always want to get better, be better. Um, and so that, you know, for the long, longest time that, you know, that was really my motivation. You know, everybody motivates in a different way. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what you say. You know, everybody doesn't have the same motivation. And so I was lucky at that time that my motivation went to that. And, and uh, you know, and I just, you know, I, I for me, it just it just gave me all the motivation in the world, and I always I remember when they were first born. I remember walking into the court a couple of times and looking at my opponent and thinking to myself, "You really, really think that you're going to come in here and you're going to beat me and you're going to take food off my daughter's plate? You really think so, huh?" <laughs> and that was just something, and it was no disrespect to my opponent. It really wasn't. It was just something that was in my mind that I just it just motivated me. It, you know, it was, it just, again, it's just something that, you know, I, I guess that you could say I found, I found my motivation. And so, you know, and here I sit, you know, my daughters are 13 and 12 years old and I'm still, 
you know, I know, you know, technically on paper, I'm not the number one player in the world. I understand that. But, you know, I know that, you know, if I played every tournament and I, I know I can be number one and the, the, the greatest, the greatest blessing of all of it is that my daughters know and understand what, what I'm doing. So, yeah. you know, when I, when they were four or five years old for me to think that and here it is and it comes to fruition where they actually do is, uh, it's pretty cool. Blessed to play Ron Meyer chatting today with Kane Wasilinchuk, uh, the greatest rack-up ball player of all time. And, and the stats do prove it, folks. He talked about all his titles and 134-match winning streak. That is unbelievable. Now kind of playing racquetball part-time. He has a full-time job and still doing well on the tour. And he can't, you mentioned that you came from some humble means, so I know that was motivation, too, for you to, you know, just as a professional player, it is about the prize money. And you were, you, you know, you, racquetball doesn't have the exposure as the other sports, so you're not getting that level of money that, say, golf does or tennis. Did you try to bring the sport to that level? Was it difficult to do? What do you think were the detriments in not being able to do that at this point? Well, I mean, I think, you know, it's something that always kind of sits with me. Um, you know, I, I think that when you, when you look at uh, any successful sport, um, everybody has their own individual jobs that they really need to do, right? Like my job, my job wasn't to go around and market and promote and do all those things. My job, my job was to get on that court, play to the best of my ability, somewhat perform and put on a show and try to bring a level of, you know, a level of playing that no one's ever seen. And so, you know, in that, in that aspect of it, I really do believe that I've done my job really well in that aspect. Um, you know, I mean, I, I guess I could, I guess I could say that, you know, I'm not much of a social media guy and we live in a world where social media is really important. So, mm -hmm. you know, I'd say the one thing that I wish is that I wish I was kind of more involved in social media early on in my career. I don't know if that would have made a difference or not. Um, but you know, this is a, co this is, this is a collector, collective effort. You know, this right. isn't just, you know, because I am who I am, all of a sudden the sport, you know, propels to the next level. I mean, there's many more moving parts to it. You have other, you know, other entities like the International Racquetball Tour, you know, they need to promote their players. They need to, you know, and, uh, you know, promote, you know, what they're doing and all, you know, each player and each player has different value. And, you know, like for me, I've built my, I guess you could say clout or my value based off of winning. Like I've done that myself. It hasn't been something that the IRT has done. It hasn't been something that any of the racquetball entities have done. And so now, you know, sitting here 22 years later, you know, there will be another, there will be a number one. And I think that, you know, even after me, the sport will continue. There'll be another number one, whether that person does what I do, do did or whatever, that's kind of irrelevant. But each, there is no individual value right now for the tour, you know, and in business, you have to have a product to sell. And mm -hmm. right now there's not really a, 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 all these guys are great. And I don't mean it the way it's going to come out, but right now there isn't that ultimate product, right? It, I believe, you know, and this is just my opinion. I believe that I would be the ultimate product. So, you know, the, the angle of like, when you opened up the show of like Tiger Woods, Roger Federer, you know, you can argue that, you know, the thing is that it's not taken seriously because, again, what's racquetball? <laughs> you know, so there's hard to have an appreciation yeah. 
for something like that when there's there's not really a lot of knowledge about racquetball and it's just not a mainstream sport. So, you know, it's hard to, when you're uneducated and don't have a lot of knowledge about it, it's, it's really hard to have a true appreciation for it too. So um, I think that, you know, I, I think that, again, it's just a collective effort and I do believe that on my part of things, I think that I've, you know, done a very, very good job. And, you know, I think that looking back, yeah, like the social media thing, I could have probably, you know, got into that a little bit more. But, you know, I'm also kind of a private person. I've always done a good job of separating my private life and my, yeah. and my, per, you know, and, and, and my business, you know, my, so, um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, it's, it's always going to be a struggle just on based on the popularity of the sport too. I don't, you know, I don't for, I don't ever see it being, you know, something like basketball or tennis or, you know, and I hope I'm wrong. You know, that's one of those situations where I really do hope I'm wrong. But we've been we've been fighting, you know, and, and uh, hopefully good things happen. And yep. if I'm a part of it, I, I would be honored, you know, and and uh, kind of use me in any way you need to. You know, that's kind of how I look at it. You know, I really want racquetball. When I leave, I want racquetball to be, you know, in good hands and on good terms and, and uh Whatever I have to do or whatever I can do to help that, uh, I'd be more than willing to help, even if it's other players, you know, just knowledge and all that kind of stuff. All right, let's take a break. On the other side, we'll continue our discussion with Kane Wesselinchuk, the greatest racquetball player of all time and perhaps one of the greatest athletes of all time. We'll find out about the hope within him when Blessed to Play returns after this. Have you ever heard someone say, I don't like the idea of dogma, I don't like how the church claims to have authority. And yet, why does anyone believe anything unless they trust some authority? G.K. Chesterton says the modern world will accept no dogmas upon any authority, but it will accept any dogmas on no authority. Say that a thing is so according to the Pope or the Bible, and it will be dismissed as a superstition without examination. But preface your remark merely with, they say, or try and fail to remember the name of some professor mentioned in some newspaper, and the keen rationalism of the modern mind will accept every word you say. Spend more time with the Apostle of Common Sense. Visit Chesterton.org for more information and go to EWTNRC.com to discover more books and programs written and inspired by G.K. Chesterton. More to Life. Women of Grace. Take two with Jerry and Debbie. No one does Catholic radio like EWTN. Welcome back to Blessed to Play. Ron Meyer joined today by racquetball great Kane Wesselinchuk. If you listen to the first half of the show, you know his accomplishments on the court. He won 15 U.S. Open racquetball championships. He was undefeated in completed matches between January of 2009 and September of 2013. With his only losses coming from injury, default due to injury. He's also won 14 world titles. Uh, one of the best athletes of our time, and I'm a racquetball player. I got to see uh, Kane play, and it's truly amazing. His dedication, his athleticism, his focus, 
and he brings that all onto the court, and it's paid dividends for him. He's hogged all the prize money up top, and I, I know his competitors don't like that. So when Kane leaves the tour, they're actually going to applaud, I think, a little bit. <laughs> but we want to get to know a different side of Kane right now. He's a uh, He puts God first in his life, and Kane, you know, I started this show because I want to bring out more of the athlete than just their talent. You know, we're not just defined by our talents alone. But I know God has a place in your life. Why don't you tell us simply why faith is important to Kane Wesselinchuk? Yeah, you know, I, uh, um, I, I didn't, I didn't grow up. Uh, I didn't grow up in a religious family. Uh, I found God. Uh, I would say probably about four years ago. Um, I just, uh, you know, I can't. You know, there's certain moments in your life where you just need something to believe in bigger than yourself. And mm-hmm. you know, I used the word evolve earlier. Um, you know, just constantly evolving and that part of it just wanted to be a better person and, and, uh, just, you know, just kind of find some balance. And so, uh, you know, I ended up going to church and, and, uh, it really, it really hit me, you know, and it really, I was really, uh, really liked, loved it. I, I really absorbed it. It was, it was, uh, I really looked forward every Sunday going and I actually recently just got baptized, uh, back in November. So that was a, that was a really cool moment. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, again, it's just something that, you know, for me, just, I wanted, you know, I wanted a little more direction. I wanted something bigger than myself to believe in and, uh, you know, just, just help me become a better person. And it's done all those things. And, and, uh, you know, it, it definitely, I do believe that, you know, following God and, um, you know, uh, does give you a, a sense of purpose and it is a uh it is basically a map of life in my opinion so um yeah it's been a true blessing for me to find that yeah you mentioned the word purpose and that's key because you know there's something greater than yourself and when you're you reach a level of your sport obviously and everyone's approaching you because of your talent and your your greatness on the court did this help with your identity as well you know uh, turning to god to see even to see kane wasalunchuk as something more than just a great racquetball player. Yeah, I think that's exactly it right there. I mean, I think that, you know, finding God has let me know that there's more to life than just racquetball. Racquetball has been my life, you know, ever since I was two years old. And so, um, you know, it, it, I feel like it, it gave me a different perspective of myself, uh, how to treat other people, uh, the standard in which you live. Um, and I think those are all great things. I kind of think those are things that nowadays has kind of been lost in my opinion. Um, but, uh, you know, just, just to, just in general, you know, having, again, having purpose and I feel like it gives me a purpose more than racquetball. And for the longest time in my life, racquetball was felt like racquetball was my purpose. Well, let's talk about purpose now as you're raising your family now. So you're going to probably convey the hope within you to your your children as well. So talk a little bit about that. That has to give you a new lease on life too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, uh, uh, my kids are old enough now. I think they kind of understand, you know, um, to understand the whole purpose and, 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 uh, and just evolving and stuff. And they love to go to church too, which is awesome. I mean, uh, you know, just our whole family um, goes to church. Uh, every Sunday, uh, if we can go, and and uh, I think that um, for me, m- having my kids really engaged and wanting to learn 
uh, about God and, and really trying, you know, I know at that, I know at that age, it's kind of hard, you know, to really get a grasp on, on everything, you know, and, and, and like the whole purpose and evolve or whatever. But, you know, I mean, I use the word like, uh, you know, our pastor uses the word lean in, you know, and I, I just think that's what I tell him, you know, just lean in, you know, lean in a little bit more, you know, just, just, you know, try to, you know, try to read a couple of verses of the Bible here and there and try to implement that stuff, you know, in your life, you know, like, uh, you know, one of the big things that I've learned is giving, you know, and I don't mean in money value. I don't mean that. I just mean, you know, giving, giving to society, being nice to people. You know, when you most, you know, for me, when I don't feel, when I don't feel like I'm really myself, I like to give to other people. That makes me feel better. That gets me out of any rut that I'm really in. And I think that, you know, really, I think that for me, it sums up in really two words, be nice. That's really what it sums up to me. And and, it, and for me, church and God really put that in perspective for me. Um, and it really, it kind of hits home with me. Blessed to play Ron Meyer chatting once again with Kane Wesselunchuk. Uh, number one racquetball player in the world for many years, number one racquetball player of all time. Kane, being a competitive person, there's kind of like, you know, different things motivate people, but did you see any conflict with being competitive uh, on the racquetball court and now embracing a Christian faith? Well, you know, I took some time off of racquetball, and I was, I, I, I think it was in March, I think I, I, I felt a little weird. I had a tournament in Chicago and I, I felt a little weird. It was, it was just really different for me. I usually am fired up. I'm kind of on edge and, you know, and I just didn't really feel that, you know, and so I, I called our pastor and I was like, Hey, can, can I sit down and talk to you? You know, and, uh, so we went and sat down and I started telling him about it and I'm like, man, I'm really, I'm really worried. Like maybe this isn't for me anymore. You know, and I was, you know, I just was a whole different feeling. And he looked at me and he said, have you ever thought that you actually might be a better racquetball player now? Mm-hmm. I was like, well, I was like, well, well, no, I never really looked at that. I always looked at like, you know, because I only knew one way for the longest time. And he said, you know, maybe, just maybe that feeling is a feeling of peace. And maybe you have found that your purpose is greater than racquetball. And so now, you know, you you don't have to put the certain pressures on yourself that you used to put. Um, and life is different now. You know, you have a family. Uh, your kids are getting older, you know. And so, you know, maybe this is God's way of telling you that everything is going to be okay and that you're going to be a better racquetball player. I don't know. I just kind of was like, wow, I mean, what a great perspective to give, you know, I mean, if, you know, you think of athletes, and you think of like the fire and determination, and, you know, you always got to have that little bit of edge, and, uh, you know, I sit here now, and I've played a couple of tournaments, and I've, I've, I've won them, and I would say that he was right, I'm actually a better racquetball player now um, than I, I think that I ever have been, which sounds weird, because I'm 40 years old, but uh, to me, I mean, I'm you know, I would say that I would be living proof of, you know, just how God works. And, you know, it just a sense I have a sense of peace on the court. Uh, I have a sense of, of, of I have a different purpose and I'm OK with that. It, I, I'm, I'm OK with that. This isn't necessarily being about number one now. This is about, you know, my family and showing them that, you know, you, 
you know, sometimes you got to work a little harder and sometimes you got to lean in a little more. And so I found that to be very kind of hit me when my, when our, when my pastor said that to me. And, uh, I would say that he's been a hundred percent right in, in, in that I've become a better, I've become a better person. I've become a better father. I've become a better racquetball player. Um, all just by faith, you know? Yeah, that's a great way, a great perspective. And the word that came to mind is detachment. Because now you're playing and you, you're detached from the sport. Not that you're not trying hard or not into it, but you're detached because you have a greater purpose that you mentioned. And you're realizing that purpose. So let me build on that a little bit. We have a few minutes remaining here. Do you think you have a greater joy now, not only in the racquetball court, but a greater joy for life? Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And, 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 and then listen, you know, let's not get it, let's not get it mistaken. Listen, I, I, I call it, I call it my path. We all, we all fall off of our path on times and where life isn't all about rainbows and unicorns and all that stuff. I mean, you know, like <laughs> I have my bad day. It's a lot easier for me now to know, no matter whether it's good, bad, you know, in my decision making or whatever it is, just to know that God has, ha- has my back and it'll be okay and just keep the faith. You know, we're, everybody makes mistakes and everybody, like I said, everybody has bad days. Ultimately knowing that God is there for you and he has a plan for you. And as long as you can continue to follow your path and your faith, everything will be okay. Those are great words, Kane, and I, I just think that this is a journey, and we'll all have our ups and downs, but with God by our side, we'll certainly get to the finish line. Well, Kane Wesselunchek has been our guest. Uh, what a great individual, folks. I'll say that at first, and obviously a great athlete, one of the greatest athletes of our time. If you have the chance to go see Kane play at an IRT stop, that's an international racquetball tour, go to irt-tour.com and go on and see Kane play at the Gill be truly amazed at his talent and uh, level of competency on the racquetball court. Kane, thanks so much. I know you have a, a busy life, but it's taking this time out, not only to talk about this fabulous racquetball career, but the hope within you. I know people are going to be touched by what you said, and thank you for coming on Blessed to Play. Hey, thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. I'd love to do it again, too, so you know, keep me in mind. Thanks, Kane. Hey, Blessed to Play fans, check us out on the web at blessedtoplay.com. That's blessed, the number two, play.com. You can like us on Facebook. Hit us up on Twitter at Blessed to Play. For Kane Wesselunchuk, I'm Ron Meyer. We'll catch you next time right here on Blessed to Play. You've been listening to Blessed to Play with host Ron Meyer on the EWTN Global Catholic Network. If you have a question or comment about today's show, feel free to email us at Info at blessedtoplay.com. That's blessed, the number two, play.com. You can also connect with the show on the web at www.blessedtoplay.com. Again, that's blessed, the number two, play.com. Join us again next time for Blessed to Play on the EWTN Global Catholic Network.